We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg, yes. down Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkinson, yes. they did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Twitter Spaces live show Friday night edition. There is a lot to cover in this Friday night Twitter Spaces as we are officially in the weekend stage of NFL free agency. We've had now five days of NFL free agency, a lot, lot of moves, not very much involving your Detroit Lions, but a lot of moves around the league. We're going to talk about your Detroit Lions and what they've done this week and some other news of what's going around the division and just what's going around the league in general because there's just a lot to cover right now. There's no peer with us today, but I do have my man, Mr. Malcolm Hart. Malcolm, how are you doing today on this Friday night? Finally, Mr. Hart has come back. To Twitter Spaces, man. What is happening, man? What's going on, bro? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Uh, have you been watching any of this March Madness lately? This last couple of days? I I have. You know, I'm you know I'm really sticky fingers with this this sports gambling stuff. So, yeah, man. I've been um having ups and downs, but mainly ups. Yeah, no, it, it's Illinois. Illinois kind of screwed me over today, but it's all right. Did you bet the spread on them. I sure did, and they won by one fucking point. Dude, dude, I was <laughs> I was in my bracket. So I do the, the you know the whole bracket every single year, and I was like this tempted. I wanted to choose Chattanooga so bad, but I watched Illinois a couple of games this year. Them being in the Big Ten, I just thought their size would probably be too much in that game. But and I know they squeaked it out at the end of the day, so they did win. But my goodness, man! I, if Chattanooga won that game, I would have been so upset because I I was talking about them all week. Oh man, I want to choose Chattanooga. I want to choose Chattanooga. I feel like this is gonna be a tournament team. Uh, but Illinois ended up, you know, prevailing at the end when by one point get the lead for the first time with the last 30 seconds. There's been a lot, a lot of crazy games. There's some crazy games as we're talking right now on Twitter spaces. So March Madness, great time of year. Great time of year in sports, man. Like free agency has been absolutely wild. Malcolm, could, could, could you compare this NFL free agency to like an NBA one almost? 
Wow. Yeah, man. Um, you probably can with the amount of moves and trades and people going places. Yeah, it's very similar to an NBA um trade deadline. Um, yeah, it, it's it's been crazy for uh yeah. You could definitely compare it to a, a NBA free agency. Yeah, no, it's like. I mean, it's been a wild of all the stars that are moving, guys coming out of retirement, <laughs> Tom Brady. Uh, like, my goodness, we saw Deshaun Watson on the day of this recording. He gets traded for, you know, three first-round picks to Cleveland. We see Rodgers obviously got tra- – uh, Rodgers stays. Russell Wilson got traded this week, Carson Wentz. I mean, there's been so much, so much movement and a lot of rumors coming his way. But let's talk about these lines and what they have done in this free agency process so far. And let's talk about the guys that they have brought back. So as far as guys that they have brought back, they brought back a lot of the squad that they had last year. A lot of guys that were on this team last year, they came back, and they're going to be on this team for the 2022 team. So starting off with uh, safety, C.J. Moore, he's back on this team. Center, Evan Brown. Quarterback, Tim Boyle. Linebacker, Alex Anzalone. Big one right here, safety, Tracy Walker. Edge rusher, Charles Harris, and wide receiver, Khalif Raymond, and also quarterback, David Blau. So, just Malcolm, you hear this list right now. What intrigues you of the guys that the Lions have brought back so far? Any Anyone specifically that you're excited that they brought back? I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm in loss of words. Not because of what they're doing. I get what they're doing now. But if you would have told me this, you know, before the whole forgiveness, that yeah, Detroit Lions are gonna bring back ninety percent of the guys back. I would have said you lost a lot your goddamn mind. I would have said you you, you must you must be crazy. There, there's no way they're gonna bring back all these guys back. I'm pretty sure they're gonna want to have new faces, more talent to the roster. And shit, <laughs> they brought back damn near everybody. Yeah, I think the only person we didn't bring back was Jalen Reeves Maven. There's a couple. Is he the only person? There's, is he the only person that we did not bring there's back? There's a couple guys, then there's still a possibility, I guess, that they could come back. Like Nick Williams, right now, he's still currently on the market. He's not coming back. There's no way he's coming yeah. back. Yeah. And then we didn't really talk about it, but Trey Flowers, he ended up getting released. So, you know, he's. we He's gone. Yeah. All right. But besides besides those, besides him, besides Nick Williams, Trey Flowers got. He's, he's just gone. There's, there's, Trey Flowers not coming back, guys. No. But besides Jalen Reeves Maven, is there anybody else and Nick Williams? Are they the only two that did not come back? Uh, let me check for you right now. Uh, there's some other smaller ones we're missing on, but like most of the guys, yes, they brought back. Dean Marlowe, Kaderil Hodge. And, okay. Uh, yeah, that's really, yeah, that's it. Just those guys. Yeah, I mean, Toro Crosby, I mean, we did, these are guys we expected not to come back, but damn, like I, the only person I really thought that were, like, was going to come back was Jalen Reeves Maven. Me too. I thought for, I, I was a, I was confident I was a hundred, I was confident that he was going to come back because what he's able to do on special teams and what he was able to do on defense for our team last year, but no, he didn't come back. But they damn near bring back everybody. Alex Anzalone, Josh Reynolds. I mean, Josh Reynolds. I I, I wasn't too shocked, but I thought that he could have went elsewhere. Me too. Because I didn't think that he was gonna. You know, me and you talked about this. We we didn't think he was gonna be our number one or number two receiver coming in. Now, if he if that's the case, man, I I guess. But I thought we were gonna have a major upgrade in our wide receiving core. But damn it, everybody's back. Well, <laughs> everybody's back. Well, we didn't get into the guy they brought in yet. The new face, the one new face that they brought in. We haven't talked about the it. one. Yeah, the one new the, face. The one new face that they brought in. I mean, they did bring a receiver in. So as of right now, as we're currently speaking right now, with the roster, what it looks like right now, 
Josh Reynolds, as of right now, is competing for that wide no. receiver three. Oh, I think you just said wide receiver one. I was about to say, don't say, God no, damn no, it. No, 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 no. I mean, Amandra St. <laughs> Brown and oh. – might as well just say it. We haven't even said his name yet. I was going to talk about it a little later, but might as well just say his name. DJ Tark. They brought him in. We'll talk about hey, it. We'll have a little more breakdown you, on him. But, yeah, just simple. You got to – yeah, when you bring up DJ Shark, you gotta say the whole. You gotta do the whole song and everything, bro. What's the whole song? There's a song to DJ Shark. Yeah, there is. How does that go? Sing it for me. DJ Shark, do 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 do. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize that it was going that way. <laughs> I, I, I thought you meant there's actually like a legitimate song song on DJ Shark. I'm like, oh man. I, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Woo! I, I didn't even think about that, but. No, right. So, yeah, but, like, as of right now, I think you look at it as Detroit's starting receivers. And currently speaking right now, you got a Monroe St. Brown. You got a DJ Chark. And as of right now, it's like that competition between, between Quintez Cephas and Josh Reynolds. But I think I could say confidently, pretty confidently, with the Lions having all this draft capital and having three picks within the top 34 picks in this draft, I'm pretty confident that the Lions are going to grab a receiver pretty early. And that this guy's going to end up being one of our starters to go along with the Monroe St. Brown and uh, DJ Chark. And I, and then I think Josh Reynolds and Cephas at that point are going to compete for that wide receiver four spot. We brought back Khalif Raymond. You kind of got to assume that he's probably going to be that wide receiver five for you and obviously be your special teams guy as far as kick returner, punt returner. And then I think that's where it comes into your decision is who are you going to keep? And that's for camp to really, I think, settle between Cephas and, uh, and Josh Reynolds. So do you, do you say situ- a situation where Josh Reynolds doesn't make the initial fifty three? Yeah, I I mean we saw the cap number that he officially got. It's basically you know two years, six million dollars, so three million dollars guarantee each year essentially. I, I think there's a I think there's a legitimate shot if Quintez Cephas outshines him in the preseason. I think the Lions could go that direction where they choose Cephas over Reynolds, but. With the Lions giving more insurance and more of a more of a cap number to Josh Reynolds, maybe they lean towards Reynolds because this is not a guy they necessarily had to bring back. They got him back at an affordable cost, and it's not a, a cost that if you cut him, it's going to kill you by any means. But they gave him more insurance than Quintez Cephas, and I think you got to also remember Brad Holmes coming from LA had Josh Reynolds. He brought in Josh Reynolds. He didn't draft Quintez Cephas. Quintez Cephas was good when he was healthy. But miss a lot of time. Josh Reynolds stepped in in those couple weeks that um, at the end of the season and played pretty well. Good connection with the golf. I think that's going to be an interesting battle during camp. I'm not going to guarantee one right now because we're in March and that's not going to happen all the way until late July, early August. So no need to talk about that competition right now. But I think as right now, early looking, I think that's the main two guys we're going to be looking at right now as a wide receiver for either one. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if I were to pick a favorite right now, a favorite for the situation, I will go to Quintus Cephas right now. We talked about that. I mean, we talked about it a couple episodes when we were breaking down wide receivers who has more potential. And I think it's definitely Quintus Cephas with him just being a younger receiver. But it's going to be interesting to see what they value and what they look at as Quintus Cephas and what they look at as Josh Reynolds and who they end up valuing more. I, I, I don't know what that answer is going to be, but I think that's going to be the competition. But, um, as we're on the wide receiver discussion right now, we bring in DJ Chark. We bring him on a one-year deal. Essentially, do, 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 do. <laughs> essentially $10 million guarantee. Could reach up all the way up to $12 million contract. What's your thoughts on bringing on a guy like DJ Chark in the lines? I love it. I love it. I mean, I love what he's able to bring to the offense. 
This dude is big, fast, and he, he can make plays, man. And I love that they're giving an opportunity to do that in Detroit, man. I think he, I think he'll be a perfect fit. He can stretch the field. He can do it. He can do pretty much anything you need a wide receiver to do. Um, I'm, I, I was really happy with that pick. Yeah, really, really happy. Would you have preferred going the route of giving DJ Chark this kind of one-year prove-it deal, and maybe if you're good, we'll bring you back, or you know, you did our job for us in 2022, then you can go explore the market, whatever in 23, or would no, you? Did, did, what was that? Oh, what was the other option? Or the other option is you go out and sign like an Allen Robinson who ended up getting a three-year deal, or let's just say Allen Robinson. I'm not going to even go to Christian Kirk because okay. that was ridiculous. Well, <laughs> that was that was ridiculous. Thank thank God Detroit and Brad Holmes didn't sucker up to do a contract like that. Yeah. So let's thank see. God they stuck to their guns. Yeah. They they stuck to their guns. They they probably had a meeting. He said, "Look, we're not going to overpay for no motherfucker this year. We're not going to do it this year. We're not. We probably did it in the past. But we're not going to do it this year." Yeah. So I'm glad they stuck to their guns and they got DJ Shark do 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 on a very I can't believe I did that. <laughs> All right. So I can't like I, I'm I'm glad they got him on an affordable deal. Very affordable. One year proof of deal. That's perfect. That's perfect. And they I think that's something that he needed as well. So I am glad they did it. So you prefer that right over going around than a twenty nine year old Alan Robinson? Yes. yes, man, because you could I mean, for some reason, if this does not work out, which I don't think, I think it will work out. But if for some messed up reason it doesn't work out, you can move on from him and you can try again. So this is this is a good this is a good situation for Detroit. I agree absolutely. I mean, I would have liked that maybe get him on some multi-year deals, but I understand the philosophy under giving giving him the one-year prove-it deal. The the reason why I would like to give him a multi-year deal, and I'd said this in the podcast when we were talking about receivers. I view DJ Chark as a very, very highly touted receiver, and I think this guy has legitimate potential to be uh, low end, maybe one, a high end, a very high end wide receiver too. Like that's where I view DJ Chark. I think he could be very, very good for a football team, and I think if this guy has a very productive year, what you got him at right now, ten million dollars guarantee, that is a very, very, very good deal for Detroit. And if they could have got that somehow done on a multi year deal. I mean, I think that's just such a good, such a good cost, and he's only twenty five years old. And if you had a receiver that age, that caliber, only making ten dollars a year, I think that would be an absolute steal. But from his side, I yeah, completely well, understand why he took a one year deal. I mean, he's, yeah, well, he's why, got, why the hell, why the hell would he do that? Yeah, no, I mean, he's betting on himself right now. I mean, for him, he he could be getting the insurance, but. If he gets hurt, you know, what's his market then again? That, that, that's the risk that he's taking right now. But yeah, what he's doing right now is playing a one-year prove-it deal with Detroit. He'll take a little less money, and then he's going to look for that big payday if it's going to be Detroit or if it's going to be another NFL team next year. And I think that's a smart strategy by him. He's got a very good opportunity to start here. I think he's pretty much guaranteed the starter here at this point. So I thought it was a really good idea from DJ Char going the one-year route. I would have loved to maybe get a couple of years on him, but I, I think for both sides, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense for both sides. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, absolutely, man. I just like like you're saying, like getting him on a multi-year deal for that ten million sounds juicy for the Detroit Lions, which is, would have been great. But he would have been he'd have been really stupid to he'd take been a extremely two-year. underpaid. <laughs> yes, that that wouldn't have been smart on his half. And if his agent would have said, "Yeah, do it," that would have been dumb on his agent too. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there, there's no. He's too young, too talented, too fast. Too explosive of a receiver to take a ten million dollar multi year ten million dollar. Yeah. I get the the one year prove it deal, and if for some reason if it doesn't work this year, like say if he gets hurt and you know he gets no released commitment. next year, no commitment. There's no commitment, and he could get another one year prove it deal next year. Yeah. Another team gonna take a, ch- a shot at him, you know. Yeah, so yeah, he, there's there's no reason for him to take a multi year deal, ten million dollars. This is not smart his way. I mean, maybe he could have got a little more multi years, but absolutely, you're not getting that money close to that twenty million dollar range. I mean, you're half of that right now, so you're not going to really get to that number. If Chark is a really productive year next year, I mean, we're yeah. seeing the wide receiver market. It's absolutely crazy right now, for, especially for a young guy like him. And if he has a productive year, I mean, his ten million dollars that he's going to get paid right now, guaranteed, that could be go up all the way up to like seventeen, eighteen million dollars guaranteed next year if he has a really good year this year in Detroit. Yep. Yep, that that's that's true. So, so Detroit better get their uh, big account ready. <laughs> if if I mean if they want to go that route, I mean I think they have they have the luxury if they want to either keep him or if they draft a guy and this guy ends up being a stud and they have a Ross and Brown and this rookie potentially, maybe you don't have to go out and pay a guy like DJ Chark. Maybe you have to go out and just pay a wide receiver three, which you're paying DJ Chark right now. You know, like go a uh, ten million dollars or maybe even a little less. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But overall, good deal. Good deal for Detroit. This was a guy I liked a lot. He was one of my favorite favorite wide receivers in the market. And I think this makes so much more sense for Detroit going for a one-year proven deal with a young guy like this than it would have been to go out and pay Allen Robinson. I know Allen Robinson is a hometown guy. It would have been a lot of fun to see him in Detroit. But as far as making sense... This is what makes sense to me. I think this was a very, very smart move by Brad Holmes. And, you know, just not getting too aggressive and making something to maybe please the fans. Because I, I could just see down the line, we're paying Allen Robinson, like, let's say he got $15 million with the Rams. He probably would have took a little more to come to Detroit, even though he's from here. Let's say he, he makes $17 million a year. I could just see someone down the line, people are bitching about Allen's contract. 
oh, why we paid $18 million contract when we have a rookie wide receiver, Amon Rossi Brown, and Allen's wide receiver three at this point? Like, I can already see it. So I, 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 wait, I, wait, 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 Pierre. Uh, yeah, Tyler, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tyler. Can, can you do that again one more time? Oh, we were paying a wide receiver $18 million a year. We have Amon Ross St. Brown. We have a rookie wide receiver. Why we do? Why did Brad Holmes overpay for Allen Robinson? I can already see the bitching down the line. SOL. SOL. The most SOL. Bring the hometown boy from St. Mary's Orchard Lake. Like, I could have already seen that happening. So, this is a much more responsible move by Brad Holmes. Yeah, it was. It was. All right, so we talked about the receivers. Let's talk about Tracy Walker. He's officially back on the Detroit Lions. He got three years, about $8.3 million a year. Let me hear your thoughts, Malcolm. Bring him back, Trace Dog. That was a really, again, another really good deal. They got him for dirt cheap. Three years, you said, what, $18 million? $8.3 million a year. $8.3 million a year he's getting paid. Wow, yeah. That is a steal for what he, from the, for the market. I think he could have got a lot more, but if you get him that 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 price, man, bring him all in, man. Tracy's a captain too. I mean, I know yeah. he wasn't, he didn't officially have that captain title. He's gonna have it this year, though. He's a, he's gonna have that captain title this year, and he's a guy that I think a lot of Lions fans, and I think Brad Holmes himself, looked at it, that this was a priority to get the deal done this offseason. He's just too much of a staple to have to our team that they that they made this. I think one of their Biggest priority, if not the biggest priority, this offseason to bring back Tracy Walker. So I understand this move. He's young. He's 27 years old. Very productive football player for you. Th- th- this one makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot, a lot of sense. And it's going to be really interesting to see how they end up complementing Tracy Walker because they need another safety to go along with him. Because as of right now, it's, it's Will Harris. And I think we could all agree Will Harris should probably not be your day one starter to go along with Tracy Walker. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Lions end up addressing that other safety position. Is it going to be, well, it looks pretty much at this point, it's going to probably be through the draft because uh, for agencies, pretty much taking a hit at the safety market. A lot of these guys have gotten taken. The biggest one, Marcus Williams, a lot of Lions fans obviously wanted him. He ends up going to the Baltimore Ravens. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Lions end up complimenting Tracy Walker. And I want to go back to Marcus Williams. I want to ask you, Malcolm, you see what Marcus Williams got paid around that $15 million, or a little under $15 million, around like $14-ish million a year. Uh, he's going to Baltimore. I'm just curious. You see that contract. Would you have liked that for Detroit, maybe to compliment him with Tracy Walker? To compliment him with Tracy Walker? No. But you think it's to, too much to, money? To, to replace Tracy Walker? Like, if you wanted to upgrade Tracy Walker, upgrade that position? Yeah. I, w- I would have did it. The, the Lions had the cap to do it. But for some reason, like I, I just feel like Brad Holmes this season just didn't want to pay that type of money for the – just didn't want to pay that type of money this year. That's what, just what it seems like because nobody he brought in got paid, like big money. Like I think everybody got paid under under the market value. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really over. I wouldn't say he overpaid for any guy that he brought back at all. He he didn't damn the market price. Like he yeah. went really under the market, brought these guys in, discount. Said, "Hey, do you believe in our system?" They said, "Yeah." Do you, would you take a pay cut to come? And pretty much it seemed like they did. 
That's what it seems like because nobody he didn't pay nobody. The highest person he brought in that he paid was was DJ Shark. Was uh, am I am I wrong? Is it somebody else he paid more DJ than ten Shark, million? Yeah. No, DJ Shark. Yeah, and that, and that's a that's a hell of a that's that's a robbery if you ask me. Yeah, well, it's a one year deal, so it's not like anything like a multi year deal. Um, and I think overall, with them bringing back Tracy Walker and they had that priority in their mind, I just didn't see the Lions investing too much money into that safety position. Because it, okay, if you bring in Marcus Owens and you bring in Tracy Walker, we absolutely all agree that is so fun to watch. That would be absolutely amazing to watch. But at that point, you are investing over $20 million just at the safety position alone. And again, yeah, you had that cap for this year, but you're looking at the long-term you know, project for this whole thing. Do you want to invest $20 million plus dollars at the safety position when you're going to have to potentially pay Amani Awarie next year? And that's going to go to your defensive back room. So I think that's what Brad Holmes ended up looking at. It as. I think he's going to probably go out in this draft, and I would assume if there's a guy that he likes early in this draft, not saying as early as two with Kyle Hamilton, but as early as maybe 32 or maybe 34, maybe, just maybe, I think the Lions could go out and draft one of those guys at the safety position, and that could be the compliment on Tracy Walker because at that point, a lot, lot more cheaper, and you're probably getting still good productive value on the field. So I think that's what Brad Holmes looked at it with not paying Marcus Williams and Tracy Walker. Yeah, now now that a free agency kind of like doling, it's doling down, you kind of have a clear idea of what the draft needs are. Like you, you have a clear idea of what the, the Detroit Lions is going to do with those first three picks. You know, one thirty-two and thirty-four. You kind of have an idea. I mean, two thirty-two and thirty-four. Yeah. So you kind of have an idea of what they're what they're aiming for. Now, if they do not address the safety position by thirty-four, you can kind of you kind of have a feeling of how they feel about Will Harris. And I know Will Harris has been a topic of discussion. You know, a lot of Lions fans do not do not really like Will Harris. As a starter. But as a starter. And I mean, there's some people who just don't like that brother at all. I mean, it isn't yeah. what it is. But I think but, most um, people would agree with me. Like, I like Will Harris as a player on the team, but just not as a starter. Yeah. Now, I know that coaching staff looks highly of Will Harris. They look at him as very versatile, and he could play a lot of positions. Now, if they don't address the safety by 34, then they might look at Will Harris leading them pretty high then. I mean, would you agree? Or do you think that they would try to draft one in the third round, fourth round, and see if he could compete with Will Harris? I so think you got to – you have to. I think you have to draft a safety within the top, you know, top 35, 30, 34 picks. Yeah. So, I mean, the way I look at it is I don't think they'll overdraft a guy if they just don't think the guy's worth it. But – if there's a guy on the board at 32, 34, I think there's zero hesitation that they take a safety to go out and replace Will Harris as a starter. Sure. I, 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 I think they'll take one. I really do think they'll take one the first three picks. They, they kind of have to at this point. That's like a big, that's a, it's a huge big need, need, a huge need right now. Um, it is, you know, upgrading that safety position. Between like, that and the linebacking core, I mean, those are the positions I'm looking to see them, you know, hit with those late two picks. Now, I'm com- I'm I'm conflicted on when they're gonna draft this receiver. I was just gonna say that about linebacker. So I know linebacker is a huge need right now, but would you agree with me? Safety is a bigger need going into the season at linebacker. I think they could get away with another year of Alex Anzalone, Derek Barnes, 
We saw even Josh Woods before the injury last year. He was kind of like Jalen Reese Maven. I think they could maybe get another year away with this linebacker core than the safety core. Like, I think they just need absolutely to get a, another starting safety. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Because you talking about the linebacking core. If they don't have a big push in the middle, like if the front four, like the interior front four, it's not generally like this big push. It could trickle down to the linebackers, and then now they're not stopping the run. Yeah. Then, then, then what? Now you're well, you're gonna rely on your safeties to stop the run. Now you're that's already like a ten yard gain. Yeah. So I personally, I, I, I think I would want to fix our linebacking core right now. I think we need a we need a linebacker. We do. We, 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 need, we, get... we need a linebacker. Like, we for do. example, if one of those top two linebackers are there at 32, and then there's a like really good safety at 32, you're asking me, like, which one would you choose? Nicobe Dean or Buddy from... Um, Louis Seen. Buddy from um, Michigan. What's his oh, name? Dax Hill. Dax Hill. Dax Hill. Dax Hill. Which one would you want more? I would want the linebacker. I, I, I would take Nicobe Dean. I'll take the linebacker. Yeah. Or even if it was uh, Devin Lloyd. Even Devin Lloyd was there. Yeah. I'll take Devin Lloyd. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you shouldn't just be drafting position. Like, I, I know safety is a guy that they uh, – safety is a position they need probably more than linebacker right now, even though linebacker is a huge need. But you should still go with the BPA approach. If you think that Kobe Dean's better than, like you mentioned, Lewis Seen, Daxon Hill, whatever, then you grab the Kobe Dean and you, you work it out. Yeah, but the chance of him being there at 32 is like slim to none. That was just like a well, scenario I was giving up. Well, I mean, it's not as crazy as we think it is. I mean, he didn't participate at the combine. Only did, I think, the drills. Didn't do the 40, didn't do the vertical, didn't do the bench press. And then at his pro day that just took place this week, also didn't do anything outside of linebacker drills. So he didn't do shit? Yeah, so I, I mean, he hasn't measured in yet. Hasn't done his, we haven't seen his 40 time. We haven't seen his vertical. We haven't seen... His bench presses. So, I mean, as of right now, he said he plans to do it. I think it was like middle of April or something, is the report I saw. I think Jim Nagy reported that. Middle of April? Yeah. So, I don't know. So, you got to be dealing with something. There has to be something going on with him. So, yeah, to do anything. He, he is. So, he hurt himself. I think he was bench pressing and he hurt his, uh, I don't know what he hurt, but he, it was during bench presses he hurt one of his muscles. Wow. So, I don't know. He he could fall potentially. That's not a guy who would be completely shocked if he falls. The thirty-two though. I, I think if he's there, like in the twenties, I think you have to like maybe like pack or something and go up and grab this guy. I like Nick Obedin a lot. I think he's a stud. He's actually my favorite linebacker in this class, and he's one of those guys. Like I know we haven't seen those measurables yet, and he's gonna probably be a little undersized for the position. But like, my man, that that guy could play fucking football. He's a fucking football player, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he's there in the 20s, I think you got to pack or something and move up to grab this guy. I don't I, think you should just I wait to 32. I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree with you because N'Kobe Dean is one of those guys where you plug and play him. He just screams an NFL guy who I think he's going to be a starting linebacker at a high level for the next 10 years. That's just how I look at him. Yeah, yeah me too. I, I, I mean, he's a stud. We know. I think the whole Georgia defense, I'm not sure what they were feeding those brothers over there. I don't know what they were doing, but all of, everybody, every single person on that defense was big, big and fast. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make no goddamn sense how big and fast that whole defense was. It makes no sense. 
I, I would so, not be I would not be mad at all if the if the Lions took two Georgia players in the top thirty five picks. Not mad at all if the Lions went that way. Yeah. So yo, so Alex alone. He's our linebacker. We're talking about linebackers. Alex alone. He they brought him back. They decided not to bring back Jalen Reeves Maven. It's a surprise. This broke my damn heart. How do you feel about this? That's a surprise. And, you know, I have a theory and why maybe they didn't bring back Jalen Reeves Maven. And I don't think it's that the Lions didn't want to bring back Jalen Reeves Maven. I think the Lions couldn't commit a promise to Jalen Reeves Maven as far as being the guy that he thinks he could be. So what I mean by that is I think Jalen Reeves Maven views himself as just a high-end special teams guy and a guy who could fill in on defense. I think Jalen Reeves Maven views himself as a guy who could play legitimate linebacker snaps every single Sunday. And I think he's betting on himself. And that's why I think the Lions couldn't promise him that. And I think that's why he's trying to link new. And that's why he ended up going to Houston. That is a big possibility. Because, a big possibility. because if, if you bring back Jalen Reese Maven, we're talking about the same thing. You know, he's, he's going to be our special teams guy, a guy who could fill in if an injury happens, but we're not going to commit to him being a starter. I think he just views himself as higher. And good for him, honestly. Good for him. If he wants to, if he wants to bet on himself, thinks he's more than just a special teams guy. I mean, I can't be mad. I really can't be mad. And he got a pretty nice payday. Pretty nice payday by Houston. Yeah. Or, you know, another another scenario could be is maybe they just lowballed him. Maybe they didn't give him the contract he thought that he deserved. That too. Because, yeah, they, they kind of didn't give anybody. The, I, I think everybody that they brought back, I mean, thank God they – I'm, I'm tipping my hat off to those guys for taking those contracts, but they could have got a lot more elsewhere. I think all of them. Tracy Walker could have got could have got a lot more elsewhere. I, I think all of them could have got a lot more elsewhere. But yeah. they all took it. They all took the deal, and they they believe in the system. They believe in and um what Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell's preaching over here. So I'm I'm glad they they took it. But they could have got a lot more elsewhere, man. So I think that goes into it. I think they could have committed to him a bigger role, and he wanted more money. Like he might have maybe took that same money that Houston gave him in Detroit if they if they paid him that and take the lesser role, but. If Detroit said, I can't promise you this big role like you're going to get in Houston or whatever, I mean, I can't pay you what Houston's going to pay you, so it's probably better off if you go take that deal and go bet on yourself. Yeah, yeah so, I think that could have been the scenario, man. But this sucks. It, no, it definitely hurts, man. Jalen Rizmaven was a class act for the Lions for the last five seasons. A captain, I think he was a captain last year. I don't know if he was a multi-year captain, but overall, man, just a great guy, and I thought he was going to be one of their priorities that they're they were going to bring back this offseason. So I was I was I was pretty surprised when he when he returned. Yeah, I was pretty surprised. Yeah, I, I was surprised they chose Anzalone over Reese Maven, honestly. Yeah, especially since um General Reese Maven was at the Senior Bowl. He was at, he was at the Senior Bowl yeah. helping them out. He was yeah. helping out the helping out the coaches at the Senior Bowl, which yeah. is that's why I'm I'm shocked that he was wasn't like their top priority. Yeah, no, I I was pretty stunned that they chose Anzalone over Reese Maven, like. I thought maybe they would give more of that promise that they gave to Anzalone this year. Maybe you give that to Reeves Maven, you know? That's what I thought. But maybe they just view Anzalone as a better defensive player. And I guess I can't really argue with that, you know? Yeah. I mean, Anzalone, he, he, he played okay this year. He played okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't amazing. He played He played okay. You know, he was solid before his injury. I mean, he missed the last couple of games. But overall, once Jamie Collins, you know, got loose, I mean – he looked a lot better. Looked a lot better in the scheme for sure. Yeah, that's why we need. That's why we really need another linebacker next one. 
I don't yeah. think he could be like the main linebacker. This no, absolutely so. not. I, I, I and, and I don't think he's a long term guy. I mean, it's another one year deal for Alex Anzalone. I think, I think they're gonna address that position. If it's not this year's draft, it's gonna be next year's draft. And I think Anzalone's probably gone next year. And I think their plan is to hopefully to have Derek Barnes and whoever this linebacker they plan to have be the guy alongside with Barnes. Derek Barnes, are you expecting more of a role from him? I am. I am expecting a bigger year for him, especially if they don't draft a guy this year. I'm expecting him to be a starter next year. Yeah, I hope so because he was limited last year. Limited. Super limited. I mean, there's really no excuse for him right now. At least right now, like the day we're speaking right now, there's no excuse why he's not a starter right now. No, there's none. I mean, Josh, right. Wood, Josh Woods last year before the injury was a guy that they played a lot over Derek Barnes, and then he got hurt, and then it was Reeves Maven. So they were they were going away from Derek Barnes. Like they just didn't really want to play him as much. They played him the last game, made a nice play on Lazard, but I don't know. I, I, I expect a bigger role. And they switch up the scheme a little bit, so I wonder if that does anything for him. I don't doesn't really it's more for the up front, but you know, they, they fired their inside linebackers coach Mark DeLeon. So I don't know. I, I just wonder if maybe they didn't think they got the best out of Derek Barnes. They think whoever they hired now could get better more production out of them. Yeah, so yeah, if they are going to more of a four three, they're gonna need two more linebackers. Yeah. Unless let's say view Derek Barnes as a starter. I'm not sure where they're gonna play him. But they're gonna need another linebacker for sure. Yeah. All right. I want to talk about another re signing on the defensive line. And this one was a little surprise to me and I was it was a nice surprise. A nice little surprise because I thought he was going to get a little more payday. And I thought another team would have paid him. And that's Adrocher Charles Harris. What's your thoughts on that? Man, another one. <laughs> I I didn't think they were going to bring him back. I didn't think they were going to bring him back because he could have got much more money elsewhere. I mean, he had his best year as a pro last year. What, he had eight sacks or seven and a half sacks? Was it seven and a half or eight? I'll look for you Do right you remember? now. Yeah, while you're, while you're looking, he, he had his best year as a pro. I thought he could have got more money elsewhere. So I thought, you know what, Detroit, don't pay, don't overpay for him. Let him walk, let him ride the sunset, let him get his big contract, and you're gonna get your edge rusher. You still have Romeo. You know, you can still get a really good pass rush if you let him go. Don't don't overpay him. And Detroit decided that they were gonna bring him back and not overpay him. Not damn near not pay him at all, pretty much. He got, <laughs> he, he he got seven and a half sacks. Seven and a half. Yeah, yeah that, that's his best year he had as a pro. Yeah. So I really like what Detroit is doing, man. Especially you bringing him back. He's not. He doesn't really have to start for you because you still have Romeo. Is going to come back. He's probably going to be your your other edge rusher off, off the other end. I think yeah. with the second overall pick, I think they're going to draft an edge rusher. I'm really hoping he draft an edge rusher with that pick. So you're going to have one hell of a rotation. Yeah. So this was from his press conference, and this was a. Someone asked, uh, where was the statement? I can't find the exact quote right here, but basically someone asked him, do you think, or did you get offered more money or did you take a little less to come back to Detroit? And he said, I wouldn't say I got more money. So I was a little surprised by the answer because I thought by the money that he received, I thought he would have definitely had more suitors paying him a little more than what Detroit got him for because they got him for $7 million a year. Yeah, that's, that's low. <laughs> That's low compared to the edge rusher, edge rusher market. These brothers, these guys are making, you know, we just played a couple years ago. We paid Trey Flowers 16. Exactly. 18. 18. <laughs> 18. Am I bad? 18. Yeah. 
you know, and the market is, is getting higher. It's higher now. Yep. So do you bring him back for what? You said seven? Seven a year. And you got a multi-year. You, you got a multi-years. It wasn't just a one-year deal either. You got a multi-years to be a rotational His agent. His, I mean, either he wanted to be here, he really wanted to be here, or his agent just <laughs> – it aged bad. Yeah. He could have got way – he could have got way more, bro. I agree. I I, I don't know. He Seven million he, for multi-year? He, he said he didn't receive it, but <laughs> you're right. Maybe his agent was not good. Maybe he didn't negotiate well. Bro, enough. he could have got at least a one-year prover deal, $10 million somewhere. That's what I thought, dude. I thought th- – I that's what my assumption was going to be this offseason for Charles Harris. I thought he was going to get like a one-year – $12 million, like yeah. up to $12 million with incentives, and then like $10 million guaranteed, like you said. Like a DJ Chark deal. Exactly yeah. like a DJ Chark deals. I thought that's what he was going to get. He took multi. Is it two years? Is it two, two years? years? Two years, 14 mil. It's two years, 14 million? <laughs> that's, a, that's an armed robbery. That, that, that's not an armed robbery. That's just a robbery. That's a, that's a robbery. And again, yeah, like you said, to be a rotational piece, like you know how huge that is because you're going to be rotating guys in and out to have Charles Harris be a rotation piece for you. I mean, I think he's a starter in the NFL for what he did last year. He, he he showed he could be a starter. You put him in the right pieces, right people around him. Yeah, he could be a starter. So That's I think this saying. is this is huge. This is this was a huge signing. This is a really good signing for and Detroit he, to get him as cheap as they got him for. And you had and he had nothing last year because Romeo was out after week four, so he was the main guy. I mean, he had some games where he was invincible, but when those games that he was on and using him as a rotational piece at that cost, plus you can have a rookie contract. That's a huge, huge upgrade and huge deal for Detroit for sure. Now, now, now that they bring back Charles Harris, they're getting back Romeo Corback. Do you think the Lions still have to use the second overall pick yes. to draft? <laughs> draft yes. an edge rusher? You said yes. You said yes really quickly. No question, man. No go question. Get, if Aiden Hutchinson's gone at one, go grab K. Montepito. Go get either one of these guys. It looks like Hutchinson's the unanimous number one pick at this point now. And if he's gone, go get Kayvon Thibodeau. Get one of these edge rushers, please. Yeah, I'll be really bummed out if they don't get one of these edge rushers, to be honest with you. I don't see a scenario where they really – I know everybody wants Kyle Hamilton. I know a lot of people want Kyle Hamilton. I just don't see a scenario where Detroit – well, Brad Holmes. I don't see a scenario where Brad Holmes say to himself, let's get a safety at two. I just don't see him looking at saying that with a straight face. Let's grab a safety at two. I, 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 I don't see it. I don't either. I'd be, I'd be very surprised. Now he's he's talented. Carlton is talented. I think he's a little overhyped, but he's talented. I just don't think two overall is the number. Uh, second overall is at the number. Now we get down to you know maybe five. I'm down with that. So I don't know if you saw this. This was according to FanDuel. Don't take any stock into this Lions fans. I'm just I want to bring it out because I think it's interesting. So FanDuel dropped their odds of the second overall pick. You know, likeliest to unlikeliest, right? I'm gonna name off some names here. You know who the most likely guy is? Number one on this list. I don't know if you saw this. No, I have not. What, what's the name? Take a guess. Uh, I have no idea. Malik Willis. At number two? Number two. Most likely person to be picked at number two, Malik Willis. Wow. Um, I'm, 
not too sh- I mean, people, I mean, you're going to have somebody over overhype these quarterbacks. It's, it's going to happen. I called this before the Malik Willis train happened. I told, told Pierre, I said, bro, I know these guys are top 10 caliber quarterbacks, but I guarantee you the media is going to hype up one of these guys and say, yeah, Detroit Lions should take one of these quarterbacks. I, I, I just knew it. I just knew it because they do it every year. No matter, no matter if the QB class is complete ass, it could be complete dog shit. They will do whatever they can to hype up at least one of those quarterbacks and try to make a relevant, uh, make an argument for him to be a top three, top two, top top pick in the draft. Okay, but see here, that that's one thing in the media to do it because th- they get paid to get clicks. FanDuel's yeah. risking their money, their odds right now. And they put the most likely out is Malik Willis. They're putting the money on the lines on this one. Yeah, that 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 is that is insane. That is insane. I, I mean, I'm 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 gonna just put this out there. Since Jared Goff came to Detroit, everybody been trying to replace him. Since, since he, the moment he came a Detroit Lion, everybody wrote him off and they wanted to replace him. This is this is what it is. Is it crazy? Now, Oh, I'm sorry. Is it crazy that Kayvon Thibodeau is the seventh person on this list for the Lions? Yeah, that's crazy. I don't, I don't see. I don't know why, man. I think that'll be like a a bad pass if Detroit messes this up and pass on Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. I think he can have. I think he can have an impact on a defense very similar to um, what's his name to the Cowboys. What's what's his name? Randy uh, Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence. No, man. Uh, the linebacker. I'm talking about impact. Uh, uh, oh, impact Parsons. to the team. Michael Parsons. Parsons. Michael Parsons. Not saying they don't play the same position, guys. But I'm talking about team impact. I think Kayvon Thibodeau could have a similar impact to the Detroit Lions if they pick him up. So I think this really can't mess this up. Now I'm not sure if you can see what I put in here. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you see it. Did you Did you um make it bigger by chance? Uh. Uh, oh yeah, I got it. Right okay. Oh, so... oh my, oh my! <laughs> I thought this was Malik Willis. I didn't. I thought it was. I just Wait a minute. Thought... Let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about this for a second, please. Let's, let's Go for talk it. about. <laughs> this is pro football. Uh, pro football focus. They have. They did a mark, and they mocked. Can you miss what? What's his name? What's it? Offensive tackle from NC State. Yeah, because I'm going to screw his name up really bad. Offensive tackle offensive... from NC State. <laughs> yeah. They have him marked to number two to Detroit. Tyler, the amount of frustration. What would you do? I would be fucking livid. If we took an offensive tackle <laughs> at pick two, I don't care if it's Evan Neal, tackle from NC State, I would be livid if we took an offensive lineman at two. I would be livid. And you know I love offensive line players. If we took one at two, I'd be livid. I was one of the oh biggest advocate God. last year, taking Penetso Rashawn Slater. If we took one this year, the biggest advocate for offensive linemen, I would be furious. I would be. What are we doing here? Well, what's the plan? Oh, my Lord. What are we that upgrading? Was... What are we upgrading? Why are we, why are we adding to an upgrade? Our biggest, up, our biggest strength on this team. Why are we doing? What are we doing here? I would lose my goddamn mind. It'll probably be the funniest live draft we'll ever have because, like, we'll like I, I would be on and then I would instantly just be off, <laughs> disconnecting everything. Probably break my goddamn laptop. 
See, Malcolm, we laugh about it right now, but if it comes April, whatever, 27th, 28th, wherever the NFL draft is, and this happens, I'm, dude, <laughs> I'm getting mad just thinking about it. Why would they mock him to us, man? Why, why would they? Why would they do that? Okay, and this this is a perfect like to that you know that FanDuel odds. I'm telling you right now, he is one of the higher odds too. Him and Evan Neal are higher than Kayvon Thibodeau. That's that's crazy, man. I, I just don't. That's a, that's insane. That's insane. Like like for my my if I was doing the board, it would be Aiden Hutchinson. Kayvon Thibodeau, and then if those two are gone, man, shit. Well, they can't be both from can't no, be gone. It doesn't make two. sense. Because you're, you're number two. two. You're picked two. Yeah, you, you guys got picked one of the others. This is not at that point, you're just really overthinking. You're really just overthinking. Like you're thinking about the situation too hard, man. It's is very, very, very simple. We have not been able to get to the quarterback since what, uh, Ziggy Ansa? 2014, maybe. Yeah, Ziggy. 2014? A guy that's able to Generate constant pressure to a quarterback. Yeah, I'd say we haven't we, we we haven't had that. Like this is something that you need, man. This is that 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 one edge rusher that could get to the quarterback is more important than anything else on defense, guys. You, you know what's also kind of frustrating me too with a lot of these mocks lately and these odds that I'm seeing. And this one would make me not as fierce as taking an offensive lineman at number two or Kyle Hamilton at pick two. But Trayvon Walker from Georgia, fine player, good player, but. Come on, guys. Pick two? Pick number two for Trayvon Walker from Georgia? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, man. They're, they're really overthinking the situation. You're just the, really overthinking the, the media, it, man. The media is doing it right now. The, the, me, media. the media is doing it right now. I mean, but they're they're, they're doing it. They're, they put the smoke out there and, you know, people listen and that, that's what they do. Yeah. But Detroit, Brad Holmes, don't, don't fall for this. It is very simple. This is your number two for a reason. There's there's two players. This is, this is simple. Whoever's taken, take the other guy. Yeah, this is, that's how easy. That's how easy. It is. The one's okay. gone, take the other. And, but, and if it, and if it comes down to Jacksonville taking an offensive lineman, if they go that route, okay, take Kayvon Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson, whoever you like better at that point. That doesn't matter. Yeah, I think it's. I think I think they should go Aiden, but um, yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't care either way, but. It's just not that it's not that hard, man. I think people are making it harder than it is. Adding positions up there at two overall, just trying to justify it, like safeties and no man. Just 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 get your edge rusher and call it a day, bro. You see, like I can understand where people are like, I don't agree with it, but I can understand people trying to talk about Malik Willis or any quarterback at pick two. Or maybe you go out and get Kyle Hampton. Like I can maybe understand where you're coming from. I could see where you're talking about. I don't agree with you, but I can understand it. And offensive lineman, I, I just I, I can't even listen to it. It doesn't make it makes zero sense to me to grab an offensive lineman at pick two. Zero sense. Yeah, it does it. Malik Willis, man, we talked about this. If they think that's your franchise quarterback and he's and golf is not the answer, you know golf's not the answer right now, and you think Malik Willis is. Then if they draft him and say it, that that's the reason, then it is what it is. Exactly. Like, yeah, like you could see the thought process behind it. You might not agree with it, but you could see the thought process behind it. Do you yeah, have I don't, a I good, don't agree with it. Yeah, I know you don't agree with it. And a lot, I don't agree with it. But do you see any good thought process or any good explanation of taking an offensive lineman at pick two? I don't see a good explanation. Don't have one. I mean, the only thing I could possibly think of is maybe they're, they're thinking about kicking him to guard. But a guard at pick two is terrible value. 
I mean, I guess I guess they're using that to. I don't know, man. It that doesn't make sense because Taylor no Decker locked up. Yeah, Taylor Decker. Taylor Decker locked up for how many years? Five. Yeah, you have him for another five more years, and then you got Penesuo for another four more years, and you got Penesuo for four years. Yeah, it makes no sense to do that. I mean, if your thought process is to take a guard at pick two, that's terrible. At that point, take Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't see the thought process of that. I mean, but these guys, I mean, they don't watch Detroit Lions football. They 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 don't know. Yeah, they're just thinking, oh, maybe they get another tackle. No, 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 no. I know this is pro football, pro football focus. I I don't put much stock into that. This is just a mock draft. But I'm saying, if somehow, some way, not gonna happen. Brad Holmes actually goes out and takes Evan Neal or the tackle from NC State at pick number two. He has nothing. There's not one thing he could say at that podium, and I could justify his pick. Kyle yeah, Hamilton. This is bad. That'll be bad. Kyle Hamilton. I don't agree with it, but I could maybe see what he could say about that. He is the best player in this draft, and we view him very highly. He could be a very big playmaker for our defense for multiple years. I don't agree with that as far as not Kyle Hamilton not being good, but I don't agree with that thought process taking the safety too. But I could see where he what he could say at the podium. Malik Willis, you just said it yourself. I could see what he could say at the podium with Malik Willis. A tackle, I cannot see what he says at the podium. I, I don't think he shows up. I don't think there's an explanation. <laughs> he, he has to show up, man. He has to what do you this. say? What I, are I you going to say? You, uh, uh, well, Dave, Dave Burkett, ask him. You drafted Panay Sewell last year at pick seven. <laughs> Your team locked up Taylor Decker. You're, you're stuck with him. What are you doing here? Okay, I got one explanation. If you trade Taylor Decker. That makes zero sense. But if you trade Taylor Decker, what, maybe. What is the cap hit? What is the cap hit, cap hit on Taylor Decker if they do trade him? Uh, okay. didn't they just didn't they just sign him to a long term deal? It was Bob Quinn two years ago. Bob like, Quinn two years ago, but like Bob Quinn's last year. So if they traded Taylor Decker, so they could get out of the contract after next year. The dead cap this year would be twenty four million dollars. For a million, they can kiss my ass. He's he's staying on his goddamn team. Yeah, if they did it next year, (laughs) it's twelve million dollars. So that's not terrible. So I guess, oh my god, I think I figured an explanation to say if 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 they figured out one. Oh my god. So what? That they don't they don't view him as a long term. They don't view Decker as a long term piece, and they trade him next year. (laughs) And this is their Um, replacement. That's the only explanation I got. That's literally the only explanation I got, and it's terrible. No man, if 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 for some reason they don't view Kayvon Thibodeau as worthy of that second overall pick, they need to just make phone calls. Just start saying, "Hey man, uh, you we'll want this number two pick? We'll undersell the pick. Just give us something. Hey we want man, something yeah. more. <laughs> just give me your first and give me a third, or give me your first and give me something. You can have it. Yeah, because I don't like none of these picks. I don't like anybody." But at that point, like, what are you doing? If you're underselling the pick at that point, why don't you just take a guy you like the best, even though it, it doesn't make much sense? Like, if it's Kyle Hamilton. Like, yeah, like I said, I don't agree with Kyle Hamilton, but I see, like, I could see what he could say at the podium. The tackle, oh. I, I don't see. I just don't see what he could say. Yeah, I, there's no logical logical explanation for drafting a tackle. That would be terrible. That would be absolutely terrible. Yeah. So man, yo, do we have anything else, man? We covered a lot. No, just now. yeah, no, we we covered a lot, and we're gonna have another episode where we're gonna talk a little more about this stuff that we talked about, a little more free agency and what's going around the north. We didn't get to talk about, you know, what happened around the north. The big trade happened. Devontae Adams got traded, but we don't really have much time to talk about it because we are a little over hour right now. So 
think it's probably best we just leave it right here. Maybe we can get into it when we talk about it in our next episode. Yeah, man. Even though you're breaking it up, I'm pretty sure everybody else heard it. I, I heard it. But um, yeah, man, I was able to piece what you said together. All right. <laughs> Devontae Adams. We'll talk about that next episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, with that being said, thank you guys so much for all joining live on the Twitter spaces on a Friday night. And if you guys couldn't make it live and you guys are listening back, thank you so much for listening back and hearing our thoughts. A lot of stuff happening around the NFL this week. And We'll be back oh with God. some. We'll, we'll be back with some more episodes, and we'll see if the Lions end up making some more moves to this to this roster oh, right now. Oh Lord! So we'll yeah, see. shit. Yeah, hell yeah. Whatever the hell he just said. <laughs> Whatever he said, I agree with it. Yeah. So, um, everybody, thank you for joining. Um, we will definitely be back next Friday. We should have another episode dropping sometime this week. I know we have an episode that we actually recorded. <laughs> last week that um I didn't get to put out there yet, but it's gonna be out there. It's with um who's the guy you guys um did it with? Uh Tyler? Tony Pauline. Tony Pauline. Totally to- Tony Pauline. So he was a um what exactly does he do again, Tyler? Do you remember? He's a writer for Pro Football Network. Come yeah. on, Malcolm. Malcolm, learn our guest. Uh, I mean, no disrespect. I, I wasn't I wasn't here, you so I didn't there. get to I, yeah, so my bad. Um but yeah. We the episode did is is coming out very soon. Might be out tonight. Um, but you could look out for that episode. And I know they did a lot of draft talk, and they did try to cover some free agency, but free agency is a little bit over. But they did a lot of draft talk, so that episode will be out hopefully tonight. We'll see if it'll be out tonight. But yeah, we'll have another episode sometime next week, and then we'll be back next Friday for another live show. So again, guys, thank you for joining. And with that being said, I'm out. Peace. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.